Hello and welcome to a special mini episode of the Open House Festival podcast. Yes, that's right, we are back right at the tail end of October, the start of November. Halloween season, it is very spooky, but we're not bringing you horror. We're not bringing you blood and guts. We're bringing you a special interview with banger author Colin Bateman because Colin is actually not just an author, he's now a playwright. He has produced his second play. It has had a really successful run at uh, the Playhouse in Derry, um, because the play was actually commissioned for Derry London Derry's 2013 UK City of Culture celebrations. So the play is back for life. It's being put on at the Space Theatre in Bangor. I hear it's a multimedia extravaganza. And it's running on the 3rd of November, the 4th of November, and the 5th of November. I think a professional media person would probably just say the 3rd until the 5th of November, but I like to be very specific here. (laughs) It's at 8pm each night, and tickets are available at the Open House Festival website. Um, But sure, I won't nodder on anymore. I will dial in the phone number and get our old friend Colin Bateman on the phone to tell us everything we need to know about the play Bag for Life. So I am joined on the phone now by Colin Bateman. Colin, last time we spoke, we were in the backstage area of the Space Theatre in Bangor with uh, Ian Rankin for Open House Festival in the summer. And you're returning to the Space Theatre to put on a couple of nights of your show, Bag for Life. I am really looking forward to it. It's it's very exciting. It's the first time... um, you know, I, I can't remember the last time there was an actual proper play on in Bangor because we haven't had a venue for so long. And now we've got the lovely space theatre. So tell us a bit more about the play. It's a one-woman show. It's like a monologue, and it's called Bag for Life, and it was sort of commissioned um, through the Derry London Derry City of Culture a couple of years ago. It was. It was commissioned by the Playhouse Theatre um, up in Derry. Uh, and, you know, the people of Derry or London Derry, whatever you're choices uh, have been really very good to me over the years. You know, I have a lot of connections up there. Um, and this particular one was with the Playhouse Theatre and they uh, commissioned me to write uh, a play, which in fact in Northern Ireland is very rare because there's so little money about in the theatre and so forth uh, that they, they, you know, it just doesn't happen very often that they commission writers to write, you know, the length plays. Uh, but they they did. They, what originally happened was I'd written a short story called The Gaining of Wisdom uh, for Radio 4, uh, and it went down very well. And I thought there was there was more to that story. I'd only really told you know a third of it, really. Uh, so when I was speaking to the Playhouse Theatre, they they read the story, they loved it, and thought it'd be perfect. Um, and yes, it is. It's a it's a one woman show, but also it's it's not just one woman standing on the stage talking it's really state-of-the-art it's high-tech there's a lot of uh, digital images she's interacting with digital video uh it's all to do with timing and lights and sound so it's it's it's, it's a proper theater experience oh wow so you've got a wee bit of a team together to pull this uh, sort of multimedia kind of extravaganza into the space oh oh there's absolutely a team and you know it you know it confuses me completely because i, I cannot literally wire a plug, but these people, <laughs> you know, are, are just producing this amazing work on the stage. I mean, the, the sound guy, you know, uh, is having to push, like, some of the, or the AV guys having to push some, like, 300 buttons during the course of this relatively short play, you know, and it's all to do with timing and interacting with the actress, because the actress is speaking to uh, 
you know, these these images which are moving and they're speaking back to her. But of course, because she's live, it's a different performance every night. So, mm. the, the, you know, the, the, the people controlling that have to really be on top of their game. And so how does this all come together? Because obviously people know you for your novels. And when I initially read about the play Bag for Life being sort of like a one woman show, I thought, oh, well, that's a sort of interesting movement from that idea of, you know, a protagonist speaking to you in a book. The book's kind of like a monologue in a way. Um, Yeah. And then translating that to the stage. But then now you're bringing in all these other elements too. Yeah, it's, um, well, I mean, mean, the fact is that if, if... We wanted to produce it as one actress speaking to the audience without any help whatsoever. It, it would hopefully still work remarkably well, but this, that's a difference uh, that a director really makes. You know, a director comes in and has a vision of how to present this in the best possible way. And I, I know at one time I had talked about directing it, and if I'd been directing it, it would literally have been the actress standing there, because I have no original ideas of my own about directing. But he's come in... Um, and he's he's transformed this into uh, uh, just just a real immersive experience. That's Kieran Griffith mm-hmm. from from the Playhouse, and, he, and he's really very very good. How do you find that sort of move? Because the, theatre and film are very collaborative art forms and involve lots of people working together for an end product. And um, I imagine when you're putting putting a novel together, it's just you bashing away at the keyboard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, when I write a when I write a novel, you know, it is a very solitary uh, way of life. You know, and you know, nobody when once I've finished the book as well, nobody really touches it until it comes out. You know, it, it, it emerges exactly as I write it. Uh, but yeah, you know, whether you're working film or TV or on stage, uh, you know, it's, it's hugely collaborative. You know, and you're constantly rewriting and rewriting and rewriting. Theatre is slightly different in that uh, the writer tends to be treated very well. You know, if you're working for film or TV, you can be sacked very easily or you can be told exactly what to write, you know, and and either you do that or they bring somebody else in to do it. And that's just the reality of working in that business. In the theatre, it's a bit different. The the writer, uh, whether there's more respect for the writer or not, um, but they do do treat you a lot better. And and if, if... if there are suggestions, they are suggestions. You, you don't have to go with them. Uh, but luckily, so I mean, I've written, I've written two. This is my second stage play, uh, or third, if you include the the Teenage Kicks, the musical I did a couple of years ago. And I absolutely love this aspect of of, of working with people, uh, of of taking their best ideas and, and running with them and rejecting the ideas you don't really like. Uh, but also seeing you know things come alive, you know, in the rehearsal room. Um, and then watching it on the night, and like I say, you know, every every night is different. Every performance is different. Every re- reaction to that performance is different. And I absolutely love doing it. And I, hopefully, I'll, I'll do a lot more plays. Well, we sort of buried the lead because we've got into the real nuts and bolts of collaboration and putting a theatre piece together. But we haven't actually told people what it's actually about. So it's a one moment show. But what is what is the content? <laughs> What's the story, Colin? Well, the story is, uh, sometimes I hate describing stories because they always sound like rubbish, but um, <laughs> uh, but uh, in some ways it's a lot more serious than a lot of my other work. And, uh, and I think maybe, um, you know, that this is maybe a sign of me getting older or whatever. I mean, obviously I've done the, the, 
um, the new movie coming out about Paisley McGuinness, which is, a, you know, is also a, a serious work. So maybe, so maybe I'm finally, finally maturing. Um, but uh, this particular show, Back for Life, it's 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 about a, a woman uh, who is just out shopping one day in her local supermarket, and she literally bumps trolleys with someone, uh, you know, and says sorry and moves on, and then realizes that she knows the person she's bumped into. And she can't quite place him. You know, we've all done that to a certain extent. Uh, but she gets more and more curious and then upset about it, but she can't quite work out who it is. And then finally she realises that this is the man who, a number of years before, killed her brother. He's a murderer. Uh, and she had presumed, I suppose, like we would all presume, that once you get convicted of these, you get a, you get a life sentence that you disappear for life. But actually... He served the sentence. He, he's back out, uh, and he's getting on with his life. And she just can't deal with that. And it really starts a bit of a meltdown in her, you know, because she knows she's supposed to forgive people, but the reality is, if you're going to bump into someone who's killed a member of your family, that's something that's very, very hard to deal with. So it sets her sends her into a bit of a spiral. And really, the play is about how she deals with that. What was your inspiration for coming up with this story? I mean, there's been lots of cases of, of uh, you know, families, uh, you know, campaigning for murderers of their family members in Northern Ireland to get reconvicted or put back in prison for whatever reason. Um, what, what what was the trigger and or is there any real life stories that you're sort of basing this on? Do you know, I, I'm a, I couldn't really say where it comes from. I couldn't really say where anything I, I do comes from. You know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a researcher. I'm not a planner. I just sit down and something pops into my head and I sort of run with it and see what happens. And then later on when the thing is finished, you can look back at it and say, oh, maybe I was influenced by this or maybe I was influenced by that. But the, the truth is, I, I kind of, without sort of taking away from it too much, I kind of make it up as I go along. Uh, and that's just the way... It's just the way I write, and it's it's very frustrating for certainly you know I, I do work in, in TV and films quite a lot you know but and it's very frustrating for people here who uh, you know who I'm working with when I can't say you know what the story is going to be or what's going to happen in episode six of this bit in my head is just not wired like that. Mm. Um, but you know it seems to work and has worked for a number of years. So the the best for me the best thing is not to analyze it and just do it what's been the reaction from audience members because the play's already been staged in Derry and now it's sort of its second run here in Bangor yeah yeah the 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 response has been fabulous uh you know there are a number of reviews uh you know saying it was the best play that had ever been on at the playhouse in Derry uh and as long as it isn't the only play that's ever been on there then I think it's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's you know a pretty good reaction uh so yeah, it, it's um, you know I'd be intrigued to see what people's response to it is because I think that there may be a certain you know number of people who will be affected by it. You know, it's a play certainly to get you thinking about things. Um, it may be quite unexpected, you know, for people who are maybe familiar with you know the crime novels uh, that they don't expect me to come out with a work like this. But it's all you know, it's all it's all part of what I do. So I'm I'm just excited. Uh, that's in my hometown, and, and being in my hometown, 
you know, adds its own pressure. It does add its own pressure because, you know, I'm, I'm, because I'm, I'm well known in the town. And yet not necessarily as, you know, an author. I've just known as that guy pushing his own trolley around Tesco from time to time. <laughs> Infamous Bateman. Um, speaking yeah. of the home, hometown reaction, do you think there will be a different reaction between the audience in Bangor and the audience in Derry? And it, do you th- do you feel like the play is particularly Northern Irish in a way, or or could this situation of someone bumping into um, sort of a, a very strange, um, potentially emotive figure in their past bumping into them in Tesco's? Yeah. yeah, well, I think that that end of it is universal. I think um, I think it probably applies more to uh, you know smaller towns where, where the chances of you bumping into someone you know are higher. Uh, but uh, and certainly, it ha- it had. Uh, I mean, there are a number of people at the the dairy production uh, who were very you know you know overwhelmed by it because they had been in exactly that situation, uh, and maybe that's because dairy you know experienced a lot more of the troubles than you know Bangor did. But uh, hopefully, you know, people will absolutely get it and understand it and, and put themselves in the shoes uh, of the of the woman who is affected by this and. and and discuss maybe how they would react because it is very easy to say, oh, just forgive and forget and move on and things like that. But if you're actually faced with a situation, you know, it's, it's a very hard one to call. I imagine it's one of those plays where, uh, you know, the, the the curtain goes down or maybe in this sort of multimedia production, there is no curtain. It's that all the screens go off, <laughs> but uh, that everyone maybe is quite quiet straight after and that you're not really sure what to say or you know, what to talk about, but it, it eventually, you know, probably brings up these interesting conversations like all good theatre does. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think people will will certainly be talking about it afterwards, you know, and not just in terms of that was rubbish. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, hopefully they, they will come out thinking about it. And I don't want to paint it really as, as too uh, downbeat or too gloomy a production. You know, there are laughs in there as well whatever I do there's always going to be a certain amount of humour you know, maybe very dark humour but people you know will get that as well but it, yeah it is I suppose a more serious piece and uh, but if people talk about it you know that's good well I'm looking yeah. forward to uh, finding out more about it because I'm actually going to come and see it on the Thursday it's running Thursday the 3rd Friday the 4th and Saturday the 5th of November 8pm each night at the Space Theatre in Bangor very close to your home and heart Colin yes indeed uh, certainly um, you know and certainly the college just across the road was somewhere uh, where I went to as a student and uh, I've done a bit of teaching there as well so yes very close to home and uh should add as well, it's um, it's the Open House Festival are actually bringing the play to Bangor. You know, obviously I've been very much involved with them, and they're doing such a tremendous job for the town. And it's their you know foresight to say, well, this would work in Bangor, and that's that's what they do best. They pick out events that they know, uh, you know, the local population will really get behind. Uh, so that they've been absolutely instrumental uh, in bringing it down. Absolutely. Well, Colin, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and uh, we will hopefully chat to you soon and probably see you at the show, maybe get a programme signed. Uh, yes, indeed. I don't need 10 pounds to go. That's fine. <laughs> Colin Bateman, thanks very much. OK, cheers.
Okay, that is the end of our mini episode of the Open House Festival podcast. We'll be back sometime in the near future with more interesting events taking place in the Bangor area. But for now, just to remind you, Bag for Life, written by Colin Bateman and commissioned by the Playhouse in Derry slash Londonderry, is on at the Space Theatre in Bangor on Thursday the 3rd, Friday the 4th and Saturday the 5th of November. There is a special discount for Cirque students, so they should try and pick up their tickets ASAP before they all run out. Okay, I've been John Darcy. Thanks again to Colin Bateman for coming on the show and I will see you soon. The Open House Festival podcast is brought to you by Bangor FM. Tune in on 107.9 FM in Bangor or online via the TuneIn app. Keep in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter. The theme song of the Open House Festival podcast that you're hearing right now is by Swimming Tapes. It's a track called Souvenirs and you can get it on their SoundCloud. The Open House Festival Bangor features a month of hand-picked music and arts in special places. The Open House Festival is supported by the Arts Council of Northern Ireland, Ards and North Down Borough Council, Tourism Northern Ireland and Northern Ireland's Year of Food and Drink 2016.